0: In the wake of the COVID-19 pandemic, thermal cameras and temperature scanning devices have become a part of national dialogue and a hot topic in security. Integrators are being asked by end users to install these devices and our integrators are struggling to find out what products are best and how to navigate the challenging landscape in general. With lingering questions like, what is the liability of these devices? How accurate are they? What are the best devices on the market? Is FDA approval necessary and more? Today on the podcast, I sit down with Bill Bozeman, our CEO, as well as Gary Strahan, the CEO and founder of Infrared Cameras, Inc., or ICI. Bill will walk through what we've been seeing at PSA and explain why we chose to partner with ICI. Unlike a lot of the products that are flooding the market currently, ICI has been around for over 25 years. Its products are assembled in America, and it's highly sought after by some of the largest organizations in the world. ICI is a medical device and just moving into the security space. I hope you learned a lot on today's episode. I know I definitely did. If you have suggestions for topics or guests, please email them to marketing at psasecurity.com. Hi, Bill and Gary. Thank you both so much for sitting down with me today. Yeah, great to be here. Well, I'm going to start with you, Bill. Um, why don't you give our listeners some background on thermal cameras and temperature scanning devices and their history specifically with the PSA network?
1: Well, PSA's had uh, thermal cameras in the catalog. Gosh, um, Candice, it seems like forever. Um, I'll define forever as all the way back when I was an integrator. I purchased thermal products through PSA. Um, however, it w- it was not for medical purposes or temperature reading. Well, it was for, it was for temperature reading. I take it back. But in the case when I was an integrator, it was um, in industrial applications. Uh, in some cases, looking at pipelines. Um, in some cases, um, for perimeter security. So they were really security based applications and not safety or medical based. So that business we have been in for a very long time with several partners. The ICI agreement is different, of course, because um, you know, they have a history um, in the medical space, which, and we have zero history or experience in the medical space up until our partnership uh, with Gary and his team.
0: Absolutely, with, well, with COVID this year, um, you know, has it really accelerated the popularity of these products and the demand for these products that um, we're seeing at PSA?
1: Yeah, you know, I mean, I'll throw a number out. Um, I don't have a statistic right in front of me, but I would say that the our productivity in the thermal area has tripled. So of all the products that were impacted by the virus, there isn't any doubt that thermal camera productivity has, um, I hate to use a word like benefit when you discuss a pandemic. Right. But certainly the activity in that space has certainly gone up more than any other that I'm aware of. So, yes.
0: Now, you've already kind of alluded to ICI, but um, let's kind of specifically bring them into the conversation. What is it about this product that is different for PSA? I'll
1: make a quick comment. And then, of course, Gary can get into more detail. Here was my concern. When, as these sales started coming in, we obviously had more and more meetings discussing you know, the manufacturers and the feature sets and so on and so forth, just a normal part of doing business. Here was my concern. My concern was the liability for our integrators, to a lesser extent, the liability for PSA. Um, I was incredibly comfortable with our existing partners in the security business. But I had to ask myself and our team, do do our existing partners who are so great in security, do they really have, I mean, are they measuring temperature for medical reasons? Do they have any experience? Do they have products that are specific to this? and the big question was and and look i admit ignorance um is there a product out there that has a history of measuring temperature for medical purposes and if there is such a product we should look at them and we should determine if they would like to work with us because it just seems logical to me as a business person that that would be something that would make the most amount of sense not saying that the security guys can't come up with something But gosh, if someone's already done it for 5, 10, 15, 20 years, that's what PSA is all about, getting the best product for that niche application. And so we went on a quest. I cannot take credit for finding ICI. Someone else on our team did. But that's what brings Gary and his team to the table.
0: Absolutely. Well, Gary, why don't you give us a little bit of a background on um, ICI and really how you're distinct from other thermal products on the market.
2: Yeah, I mean it. it you know, part of it. You know, it starts with my background. I mean, I I came from an industrial background. I actually, you know, when I was young, I was a commercial diver. Then a manager uh, for a Mobile Oil Corporation. My background is in uh, non-destructive testing in in uh, for many applications. I left Mobile in 1995. And, and began in my, my my career in the thermal imaging business and then uh, helped create you know uh, uh, several companies that turned into multi-billion dollar company today in 1995 we, we went of course from the these cooled cameras in 1997 to uncooled technology we had several company mergers in 98 and then uh, I helped build a, a couple of sensor companies and I Bailed out in 2000, and I said, "I'm going to go start building our own stuff." A doctor approached me back in 2004, 2005, and uh, said, "You know, hey, Gary, we want you to we want we want you to build a medical device for us." The guy was based actually up in Flower Mound, north of Dallas, and so that's what drove me into the into the medical device manufacturing. Uh, We built the cameras. uh, It actually took two years, from 2006 to 2008. To go through our FDA 510k uh, uh, clearance process, and uh, you know, from that time, I I wanted to put cameras into airports, and we use the cameras to to look for breast cancer, diabetes, isemic limb disease, and we're literally the only company in the United States that during uh, H1N1 and and during the Ebola H1N1 was 2010 and during the Ebola uh, crisis in 2014, I was interviewed then, and we actually sold cameras into South Africa. Uh, We actually put cameras in the airports in South Africa, which ironically, uh, we were the only company back then that actually were selling medical devices into the airports to catch people with fever. Now, uh, and, and we actually caught people in airports in Sierra Leone, Liberia, South Africa. We even put cameras in the present Nigeria's home, So building an industrial device, most of these cameras and actually up until January of this year, we were the only company in the United States that had not only sold systems into that into that application over there during the Ebola pandemic, which really hit Africa, which is really a small country. And thank God, you know, that virus never hit here because it had more than a 40 percent kill rate. In other words, out of 10 people. Uh, uh, that that got it, you know, uh, um, it, it killed almost half of them. So very very scary uh, virus. But with Ebola, everyone that that contracted the Ebola virus uh, got a fever. Even if you took Advil, ibuprofen, Tylenol, any of those pyretics, you, if you took any of those things, it had really almost no effect on it. You still had a fever. Uh, but this virus being a, a bit different most people about 70 to 80% of people that 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 do contract this virus do in in typically in the very beginning of it you know during that process as the virus builds in your body they do run a fever and the number one indicator of infectious disease is is a fever or being what we call febrile so roll on from from uh you know from uh 2000 Uh, 10 uh, we actually I I had worked in 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 0809 there was a standard developed called IEC 80601-2-59 that's a standard for manufacturing a camera for febrile fever screening that applies to the ISO standard and the ISO standard is an international standards organization ISO 13154 is a standard for for febrile fever screening so uh because we had had gotten the clearance we uh sold cameras you know back then there was actually testing that was done in 2010 by the cdc and uh we did testing back then so what made us different and what makes ici different than any other manufacturer is if you look back to the first of this year there was one company that made a camera that was accurate to, to plus or minus one degree c we were manufacturing cameras candace in, at that time, that were accurate to 0.1 to 0.2 c. So, 10 times more accurate than the average camera. Because the medical device, the medical device manufacturing business leading into this was actually pre-COVID was actually a very small market. The market was not that big. We sold hundreds of cameras into the medical and veterinary market a year, not thousands or tens of thousands. Today you know the market is flooded with all kinds of people claiming to have this great accuracy and being experts but uh, i venture to say that if you look back at any of them that are in the business of manufacturing these cameras you're going to find that they actually started in this business around april of this year so there's the irony we began back with a medical device in 2008 and these other device manufacturers uh, are, have just started since April of this year. And, of course, everyone you get online, you know, people are selling masks, people are selling cleaners, people are selling every kind of thing. But, but we are and have been for, for many, many years a leader in this area of the business, Candace. In other words, this is our wheelhouse. This is what we do. Right. And we, we, we prove that in Hawaii. Uh, I, I, I don't know if you guys are aware, but there was a the state of Hawaii. Their tourism is down by about eighty percent. Eighty percent. Their economy is crushed. the The lieutenant governor of Hawaii contacted us back in February. And what makes us different than all these other people? I was selling cameras into Wuhan and into Hong Kong and into South Korea and into Malaysia back in January and February this year. We were very much aware of this virus before it even hit the United States. People over here were ignorant about it. Now everyone knows what it is, but the state of Hawaii put on a competition through the Department of Transportation, TSA, and CBP. Everyone was there to see this. Uh, Four or five companies that were involved in this testing, it was a five-week competition in the state of Hawaii, to actually test cameras, and they put febrile people into the lines, and I'm talking about from children to adults, and they actually would heat up their intercanthus area, they heat up the foreheads, and they put people in the lines, and we're the company that caught the febrile people. Some, some, some of these other companies that claim to be great medical device manufacturers and over there competing with us, they literally had to run through the process between three, four, and even up to eight times before they were detected. So we caught the people, they didn't, and so the state of Hawaii, they recognized that, and we won the contract. We're partnered with NEC Corporation over there. NEC builds the best facial recognition, and they do CBP. NEC themselves said they never would have won if it wasn't with ICI's cameras. The other thing that we've done is the second airport that we're in, so just to let you guys know, this is a huge thing for me. This is actually U.S. history because those four international airports we're in in Hawaii is the first installation, the first permanent fixed installation, and this is more than 130 cameras, guys, on Oahu, Maui, Hawaii, the Big Island, and Kauai. At every airport, our cameras are there, and if you fly to Hawaii now, you will walk through and you'll be screened with our cameras at every one of those airports. So to me it's like people say the Pepsi challenge the proof is in the pudding you know the reason that we're there in my opinion Candace is because we are the best.
0: That's great to hear. Well talk to us about I mean you've you've touched a lot on TSA and how they're testing in certain airports across the country is this something you think that we're going to see legislated where we're going to need these thermal devices and we're going to be seeing them at every airport across the country and kind of how will that affect affect us going forward?
2: Yeah, there is a bill that's in Congress right now and ironically, it's probably the first uh, bipartisan bill where the Democrats and Republicans have actually have gotten on the same page and they both they all agree on it uh, there are people from both parties that have signed up for it and they're supposed to the bill and it's not pushed it's not signed through congress yet but it is a bill in congress right now to put cameras in 10 airports to start hawaii didn't wait hawaii just said we're doing it because economically imagine like if you're a company you lose 80 percent of your revenue hawaii's lost 80 percent of the revenue because people aren't flying so our goal in this, it's not about, you know, just selling cameras and making money. I told Bill I would give up all the business, honest to God, if Corona, which just have never happened, never occurred, uh, just go away. Uh, but the deal is, is, is it's here. And I've always been very passionate about putting cameras in airports because the original... PMA that was done through the U.S. Food and Drug Administration, what that is, is that's a a product marketing approval, you know, uh, through the FDA. It said that the cameras had to be used adjunctively. That was one of the roadblocks from us in the past of putting cameras in airports. And of course, without a pandemic, you know, why do the airports want to put cameras or do anything else that they don't have to? But I think about it like this. One shoe bomber, And now everybody takes off their shoes. We've got millimeter wave imaging. You hold your hands over your head and with the millimeter wave, it actually is seeing through your clothing. Of course, they don't put the picture of that up on the screen, but they actually see through your clothes. Infrared cameras are completely passive. And where we measure the temperature at your inner canthus, right at your tear duct, that's the hottest spot on the face. It's closest to your uh, core body temperature and we do it very accurately. And, uh, we also use a black body in the scene, which is how we calibrate the cameras, and that ensures long-term accuracy. So I would say that 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 pre-COVID, we were the only company out there doing that. But there's a bill in Congress, and, and yes, I believe that there's a need there. We spend $121 million on one F-35A jet. And I venture to say that that for a similar amount of money, we can put a camera at every entrance in every airport in the United States, on every jet bridge, at every jet bridge, to catch people that are flying into our country that might be febrile. It really comes down to this one simple question. At an event or on an airplane, do you want to know if the person sitting next to you has a fever? So I'd ask you that, Candace. You know, uh, do you want to have to know if the person sitting next to you or standing in line next to you has a fever.
0: You know, it's funny. I think that people's answers have probably changed since COVID, right? I think beforehand we assume, oh, I'll get a cold or the flu and it just happens and you're willing to take that risk of travel. And now um, it's certainly made us all a little bit more nervous about being around people who are sick. If somebody sneezes, everybody backs away at the grocery store now, right? So um, I, I do think that that it's going to change especially how we travel and and like you mentioned sporting events concerts things of that nature really going forward
2: yeah I really feel you know for the convention centers too and all those guys like Aramark you know think about the guys you know in the convention centers and all the trade shows I'm sure you know PSA has been at many trade shows for many years and uh, just imagine the you know no, no trade shows you know It's something that I believe that we need. I, it's me personally. Regardless of a vaccine, regardless of uh, uh, of any of this stuff, I personally believe that there's value in having cameras in the airports, very specifically, and at border crossings, to to uh, find febrile people. You know, Uh, because one one match lights another match, lights another one, lights another one. And that's the way virus can't spread without a host.
0: Bill, he referenced, you know, that there have been a lot of new devices that are just popping up and proliferating really over the last few months. I'm sure that you're having integrators and obviously PSA is getting questions from our network of how, how do we source the best product? Kind of how do we wade through all of these products coming on the market? What guidance is PSA giving to its owners and members on how to, best find the right devices for their end users?
1: Well, you know, I mean, we're so well established in the security space, Candice, that it's almost, um, although we should never take anything for granted, well, we, we do a tremendous amount of due diligence. I mean, we're looking right now at facial recognition, AI, you know, the latest in VMS. We constantly look with our technical committees helping us evaluate things and with our in-house staff, you know, our, I mean, I think our average on that team, average in the, in the, Physical security space is about a quarter of a century so we get that but but once again this there's more safety and medical than they are security so just being honest with myself I I lose a little bit of mojo confidence um, when we're evaluating products that are seen as medical devices and I mean I I alluded to that earlier in in the interview um, and this is why the comfort level with Gary and his group, ICI, because they've been in that space for a long time. They understand that space. As great as our integrators are, um, other than installing traditional physical security pro- products, access control, video surveillance, um, they really haven't been, to my knowledge, installing medical devices um, to read temperatures of patients.
2: We're, we're, like Bill said, we're not new in this space. We've been in the medical space. And and the, the the fit like between ICI and PSA, you guys are in the security space. We've not really been in the security space. Our space has been the, the building very accurate uh, 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 temperature you know measurement cameras in the space. So there's uh, I, I think it's a great fit between ICI and PSA because you are in the security space and we're in the medical space and 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 let's you know work with you you guys and your integrators and 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 get the systems installed and help 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 slow the spread of this virus we're not going to stop the spread of it now we all know that but 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 we can slow the spread and let's do the best we can there
0: yeah absolutely gary you've you know alluded to all of these different applications for ici and all the different projects that you've been working on um, where do you really see the the future of this next year, three years from now, and beyond? And kind of the the various applications we haven't touched on.
2: I, I I don't think it's going to go away. As a matter of fact, where we stood up these cameras to on tripods initially, now there are companies that are integrating them, and we're talk talking with some of the largest companies in the world, and they are they are integrating. And installing these cameras as fixed systems, we're literally, Candace, working with companies that are building new buildings and new facilities, and they're talking with us about how do we how do we best integrate our cameras in or your cameras into our new buildings. So it's a it is a completely uh, a different philosophy, and I don't think it's going away. There was a, a video just last Friday uh, from London schools out of Virginia and uh they're a private school, but they've integrated uh, our cameras there they they've also they require masks they've integrated UV lights and and there are people that are taking their kids out of public schools because we've all seen the recent picture of this the school hallway in Georgia they're pulling their kids out of the public schools and putting them in private schools because some of those some of those schools are actually implementing some of these safety things. I, uh, I believe that, that, that temp- temperature measurement is passive. It doesn't cost that much. You know, it's certainly a lot better than having someone standing at your doorway with a thermometer. You know, it's, it, it's, it's not rocket science. It, economically, what we're doing makes sense. It helps, you know, keep, keep the infection from spreading. And that's the idea.
0: Wonderful. Well, I th- obviously, I think we could go on at length about this topic. It's so pertinent right now. And I think just for our future, I don't know, Gary or Bill, do either of you have anything that you want to add that didn't get mentioned?
1: I think we covered a lot and, um, you know, hopefully the, our integrators will pay attention to all the specifics and details. In the meantime, I, our thermal infrared business is, is blowing through the roof. So it's good that we've got multiple products and it's good that we have one that has a medical background.
0: Absolutely. Gary, do you have anything to add?
1: No, I
2: mean, you know, for us, it's about doing it right. We're not gonna change. And uh, we've got a great team. I'm so proud of our of our people, of our employees, you know, and, and, and what we're doing at ICI.
0: Wonderful. Well, thank you so much. It Sounds like you're a pretty busy man these days. So I appreciate you taking the time to sit down with us. And as always, Bill, thank you so much for, for uh, spending your time with us as well today.
2: Hey, thank you guys.